Yeah, it's great. Well, okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another Star Wars podcast. An episode about um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka is on the verge of being out. We have T-minus three, four-ish days. Four days. Yeah, they they four. bumped it. They three bumped it to yeah. Tuesday. Moved it up, which is yep. good. We get to it's have very it exciting. No more waiting. Tuesday, uh, I was going to say October. Yeah, Tuesday, October. Tuesday, August uh, 22nd. So a day early. Any day now. The waiting's over. And there's been the some pretty good over. trailers that have come out for it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can start with uh, that clip that got released from the show today. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Well, let's watch that. I can. I believe I have this pulled up, so I don't think you need to. You okay. Give me, if sure. you give me one second. Yeah. So what happened is, is the Ahsoka premiere slash fan event was last night, where a bunch of fans got to attend. Matt and I were invited. Unfortunately, neither one of us could make it because I'm in the Midwest and Matt had other things he had to be at. But a bunch of people got to attend that last night and they got to see the first two episodes of Ahsoka. And we'll talk about the reviews for that here in a minute. But we also got a clip from either the first or second episode of Ahsoka that we're going to watch now. So let's go ahead and take a look at that. You know what I love about that? Um, before we get into thoughts, the Inquisitor at the end, it's like, the way he turns on the lightsaber at the end, it's like, I'm more threatening, but it's like barely the other half of a lightsaber. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. He's like, well, now with the double blade, but it's like barely anything pops out. <laughs> I know. Who is this guy? I don't know. I think I think there is an official name out there, like Merrick or Marek or something like that. Marin or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first things first, like, what do you, what do you think of this clip? What are your impressions of this clip? It's cool. It's a weird, it's a weird promo, if I'm being honest. Like, it's cool. It's just, it's, it's strange. Uh, I think it's just a way to get people excited, which is cool. Um, but I thought it was just kind of weird. It just ends. He turns on the lightsaber and it just ends. Um, it was cool to see Chopper. Cool to see this fight scene. Obviously, uh, lightsaber fights are amazing. It's one of my favorite parts about Star Wars. Um, and it's just it's to help build hype, obviously, for next week, which is cool. So I'm like, all right, let's. Mm-hmm. I would like to watch the rest of this. So I think it achieved its purpose in that regard. <laughs> what about you? What do you think of the fight choreography? I am, was going to wait to see what you had to say, but yeah, mm. I do have some critiques here. Um, it's cool. It just looks very choreographed, in my opinion. Except for that part right there. I like that. That part, maybe not. Yeah, but. Yeah, so I don't know. My... It just it seems very choreographed. I don't know how else to put it. So my feelings on this are, first of all, it's so Rebels to me. Like this, this feels like Rebels season five almost immediately. Yeah, I know Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead only had like one line as Hera, but that one line completely sold me as her yeah. playing Hera because up until this point, like she's had like little bits of dialogue in the trailers, but like I haven't been a hundred percent. Oh, I love this. Like, she's totally Hera, but for some reason, that one line completely sold me. Yeah. Um, so I really liked that. I don't know. The first time I watched this fight choreography, dude, it did bother me because I could almost, like, see it being choreographed. Yeah. And then after I, I watched this clip, like, two or three times, um, I liked it a lot better, like, on the third watch because it kind of just feels like they're they're throwing punches. Like, I don't know, this little twist that she does here when she uh, kills the droid like that feels really real to me because it, that droid like looks super heavy the, the effects here are great so like the the cgi here is fantastic i will say but i get what you're saying too so it's like the weight of it i don't know i i enjoy it a lot more in the third watch i definitely hear you when you say it feels choreographed it does 
definitely have that vibe, but I'm almost willing to forgive it. <laughs> yeah, no, look, me too. And I'm not, I don't want to sit here and be like Mr. Critical Star Wars fan. I nitpick. Okay, so anyone who's new to the show who's watching, I nitpick a little bit, but I'm not like 100% serious. It's kind of tongue in cheek. I need to see what happens before that to really, mm-hmm. I need to be into it. I need to be sucked into that world to really like feel the the flow of the scene yeah that's that's completely fair you need to like get more into the episode and what's going on i will say this is gonna sound strange but i think rosario's face facial expressions here i don't see rosario i see ahsoka here oh cool okay which is kind of a first for me like that expression there yeah yeah you're right you're right I it, see that. it just it feels very very Ahsoka to me. So I think this is honestly one of the first clips I've actually seen of Rosario as Ahsoka, where I'm going, "Oh, that's Ahsoka." Which yeah, <laughs> I think that's one of the things I'm still having trouble with, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm reserving thoughts until I've actually seen the first couple episodes mm-hmm. and the show. But um, I've just had a tough time seeing Ahsoka, Ahsoka instead yeah. of Rosario as Ahsoka. That's been mm-hmm. one thing I've struggled with. I think we've talked about it on the show before. Um, I still have high hopes. I still think she's going to do a good job, and I still think she did a good job in Mando. It was a good reintroduction to the character, mm-hmm. um, but obviously she has a lot more weight to carry with her own show. So we'll see if we'll see how things turn out. I think I think the expressiveness is what you and I are looking for because Ahsoka is still very an expressive character, and that's obviously yeah. displayed through like Ashley Eckstein's performance of her, which I think we have yet to see from Rosario. But as far as the facial expressions go, like they look very Ahsoka to me here. And I was able to, like, not see Rosario for a few seconds. And again, I still have the same concerns as you. And we definitely discussed this, excuse me, on our um, last episode when we were discussing Ahsoka. Um, So it's like a tidbit here. And obviously, like, I'm still really nervous about the performance overall. But I think that there is potential (laughs) for her to really crush it. Look, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head. If it feels like Rebels Season 5, that's a good sign, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to capture. And if we have Filoni in charge, yep. I still have really high hopes for it. Now, I think the only difficulty we might see here is him just being so new to live action. Yeah, That's going to be my biggest reservation with the show. I think my and coming in second will be acting performances, not going too over the top corny, which I am mm-hmm. a little worried about with Hera, to be honest. Even though she is representative of the character in the cartoon, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean you want the cartooniness in live action. You know sure, what I mean? I hear you. So you have to you have to walk a fine line. You want some of those elements of that character, but you don't want all a hundred percent because it's not the same thing. It's a different medium that we're presenting the show in. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I definitely hear you on that. I think it's going to be that sweet spot with Star Wars. Um, you know how like they have the dumb lines in the original trilogy. Yeah, where you'll yeah. have like those super cheesy, stupid lines, those throwaway lines in the original trilogy. You have them in the prequel trilogy. I want some of that in Star Wars, but I, oh, yeah. I hear you. It's like you don't want it to take over and feel like it's a gimmick of itself. Yeah, like they went over the top with uh, uh, the Last Jedi. The first scene is a oh my god joke, and it was oh like, you, my god, you just I set the tone th- off really poorly. <laughs> I yeah. don't think Filoni is on that level of bad because I feel like that that is in an, that's in an area all by itself. It's definitely a your mom joke, and mm-hmm. that just has no place in Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars is more about like the situational comedy, like mm-hmm. the um, but it's not like self aware. It it feels like with the humor in the Last Jedi, it feels like it's so self aware that it's standing outside of itself and going, "Ha ha, look at that thing." <laughs> And there was like a modern take on it. And I just, I hate that so much. But I definitely don't feel any of those vibes with this show. Um, The other thing I will say is the graphics and the CG look incredible. Like how you said earlier. Like just the environment of this looks really good to me. Yeah, we were missing this in Kenobi, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It it just all looked very closed off. Every scene just felt, it didn't feel sweeping, in my opinion, for Kenobi. There's a couple shots, like when he's uh, on Tatooine and he's going to his job and stuff. Like, I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. But, like, even when he was in that town, when the Inquisitor comes on, it felt like a closed set that they were on. This Mm -hmm. is very open, and it looks like a big world that I could go explore, you know? And that's important. Like, that that, that really sucks you into the environment, you know? You know what else, uh, also, to play off what you're saying is, it does not feel, I guarantee that they'll have a lot of scenes shot in the volume, but Kenobi really felt, you know that scene with like Anakin and Obi-Wan in Kenobi, that felt like they were standing in the volume, which they were, as you later found out. 
this feels very open. This feels like how you said, open, intentional, wide. You feel like you can breathe in these shots. You feel like you're actually standing in an environment. The other thing I want to comment on real quick before I forget is this feels very um, Kurosawa in uh, tone. Gotcha, yeah. Which I I wish I would have commented on in the beginning, but even like in like the fight scenes, they're a little bit more um, grounded, maybe not as fantastical as the prequels, because I think people are kind of dying to get back to that prequel era style of fighting. Yeah, I think I that's really what people want to see, and I guarantee that we will see some of that in the show, but I think that this is more um, heavy-handed, a little bit more like sword fighting, you know, or at least like heavier yeah. sword fighting. Yeah. You know, like the blows are actually blow. Maybe kind of like people throwing punches at each other in a way. Yeah, but I think what made the, part of what made this prequel so special with the lightsaber fights was the dance of it all. You know, yeah. it was like it made sense because they were you're not necessarily just hitting at each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though it can kind of look like that sometimes it's a dance. You're feeling the other when people are lightsaber fighting and some ner nerd can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's you're using <laughs> the force to guide your movements. That's how you know where they're going to go. And so it's, it is a dance. You're using each other's different like knowledge of the force to like you know do the little dancing together that's why obi-wan and anakin get in their little stalemate on mustafar when they're swinging around because mm -hmm. they both know the same moves and so mm -hmm. they're they don't know who's gonna hit first yet like so i don't know that's just my two cents but um uh i hope we get more of that i and i it's, look i think this is a good scene it gets me hyped for the show um just the fact we're seeing lightsaber fights is awesome there should have been more of this in kenobi kenobi needed to fight more inquisitors i think he should have killed one or two you know what yeah. I mean? Like it should have, he should have had fights with them and bested them and still shown that he's a badass. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I just, I, we didn't get as much of that as, as we should have. Um, and so I think this show will, will have a lot more of that. And I'm, yeah, that would, that would be great. I, 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 I'll be interested to see how her choreography is when she, I don't want to say choreography or maybe how the fighting style is when she fights the inquisitor just one-on-one, -on -one, not with an extra droid. Yeah. Or how she's going to fight when she fights um, Balin's goal, Ray Stevenson's character in that little... R.I.P. Oh, God, R.I.P. I'm so... Gah. Everybody? Okay, so I guess this can be where we get into the other part of the episode is um, the reviews. Uh, have yeah, you let's looked, talk about it. Have you looked at any no, of No, I've been trying to avoid it. I've seen so many, like, spoiler alert things on Reddit and on Twitter, and I'm just, I'm just trying to stay away from it. Um, I don't even want to see people's reviews. I don't want to be tainted going into it, mm. quite honestly, either. I want to just go in like blank slate and form my own opinion, and I don't want anyone to to mess with that, honestly. So I read a couple of reviews, none of which had spoilers, because this was really early after the fan event last night. And the two things I'm seeing coming up most frequently is that the music is amazing. Um, oh, good. That's a good, because that's a good review. Kevin Kiner, everybody says the score is incredible. They're like, he should absolutely be the person to replace John Williams when John Williams is done with this or when he inevitably, inevitably passes away. So I've heard the score is really good. And I've also heard that Ray Stevenson's character is like fire. <laughs> like everybody loves really? him. Yeah. They're like, there's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of charisma. That's what I've been hearing. And they say, and then the third thing that I've heard most frequently is they say that it feels like Rebels season five, that it feels like a direct continuation of Rebels. Cool. So on the music front, one thing that's interesting is Kevin Kiner is great, but you and I are both very impressed with Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor, the mm. uh, composers for that, which is Gordy Hobb and Stephen Barton. I hope I'm getting that right. Um but they are amazing. If you want to talk about really Star Warsy music that's original, I think the, those games have incredibly original compositions, and I'd mm. like to see them more often. Honestly, like the initial theme, like the main theme for Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor, I think is just fantastic. It captures the whimsical nature of Star Wars, immerses you in the world while you're playing some of these levels. Like these themes come in that are just so masterfully done. And um, I'd like to see them in more Star Wars stuff, I guess, is my point. So shout out to Kevin Kiner. But these other guys, um, Stephen and Gordy, are also amazing. Or be great. Stephen, I don't know. It would be great if they could bring them on for just one Star Wars project because they wrote a really memorable theme for Cal. You know how yeah. some themes can kind of just like go over your head? And you're like, okay, like, that's fine. That's a little, that's kind of the way I feel about the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme for the show. If I'm being perfectly honest, like, I think it's fine. I just don't think it's anything terribly remarkable. Um, 
I don't think it's bad, but it's just like it doesn't stay with me as much. So I think it would be cool if they could actually get those guys and bring them in on a Star Wars animated show or a live action show. I think that they are really close, if not almost on point with John Williams. Yeah, I agree. They really capture the essence of Star Wars nicely. Yeah, so it'd be good. It it would be really cool if they brought them in on a project. Uh, Kevin Kiner is also like absolutely unreal with his soundtracks. His soundtracks, his themes in um, both Clone Wars and Rebels are extremely memorable. Like I guarantee he'll probably bring back in like Sabine's theme from Star Wars Rebels. I recommend you go listen to those, by the way. Okay. They're really good. Like Ezra's theme is really good. It's the um like that's his theme. It's really good. Sabine's is really good. Hera has actually I'm pretty sure like every character in Rebels has their own theme. I don't think Zeb does actually, because I feel like Zeb is the only character that's like not important enough. I think they're they're also like super aware of like Zeb's like not importance there. Um but the soundtrack to Rebels is quite good there's actually i think i told you this before but the song um after ahsoka fights vader is called where the sun sails and the moon walks which i think is a quote from the hobbit that i think dave filoni and kevin kiner were kind of scheming on that (laughs) they were like ah let's bring in more lord of the rings stuff but it's a great soundtrack i'm not gonna sorry go ahead give me more lord of the rings influence i'm always a fan of dude uh rosario dawson just did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, I believe, and it is no secret that Dave Filoni has modeled Ahsoka, Ahsoka's character in her older years after Gandalf. Yeah, because no, they've, she, they've talked about that a bunch. Yeah, yeah, but like she said, like in an interview, she's like, "We're trying to get Ahsoka the Gray to Ahsoka the White, where she'll get to this person that she's meant to be, but she still has her own struggles in like." things that she has to face before she can become this like person that she was meant to become. And I was like, Ooh, the Gandalf yeah. Lord of the Rings metaphors. If you, if Dave Filoni's going to pull from anywhere, Lord of the Rings could not be a better, um, uh, story to pull from. So. Oh, agreed. I do totally hundred percent. Um, also I'm just looking, cause I looked up Gordy Hobb real quick too. Apparently he is like the John Williams of, of video games. Uh, oh, is he really? A, he, yeah. He has a really good repertoire. Like what? Uh, What's on there? He's done a lot of Star Wars games. So he's done Fallen Order. He's done Battlefront. He did Halo Wars 2. He's done uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Knights of the Eternal Throne. He's done Battlefront 1. He's done more Old Republic. He's done Connect Star Wars. He's done Star Wars, The Old Republic from 2011. He's done Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings. I didn't know that was a video game, but that sounds fun. He's done Indiana Jones and Star Wars games. So he's kind of is the John Williams of uh video games if that's what if that's the kind of games he's doing so i have a lot of respect for him gordy so shout out to gordy hob anything else on the review side of things more on the review side of things is um a lot of people are saying that the story structure is really really good is they're saying it feels like it it has a purpose like you feel like you know where you're going direction wise with the story and that like puts me at ease a little bit um some people are saying that it's more serious in tone Good. Which that's has good. me intrigued, which I'm like, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, not too gimmicky. Again, talking about like treading the fine line between humor and then seriousness. That is so fine in Star Wars. You have to be so careful with that. It's it's good. I'm seeing a lot of different points from a lot of different perspectives. I've been extremely vocal about my concern regarding this show because if it's if it falls short, I really don't know. <laughs> like how I'm gonna feel. No. Um, I don't think it will. Reviews are reviews are good for the most part. I have yet to see one that's like, "This is absolutely horrible." I hate this. It's not good at all. Well, those are gonna come. We all know Star Wars fans. Gonna I come know. I know they're gonna come. But like for the most part, the reviews are. This is very very promising. Good. Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, nothing left to do but just watch. And, and and let's talk about the lengths a little bit too, because that's the other thing I'm nervous about. So there's two totally different lengths from what I understand. The first one's like 45-ish minutes, excluding 54. credits. Yeah, but that's including credits. So it's 45 to 50-ish minutes without credits, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. And I then see it's what like you're saying. The other one's like 35. So I'm like, ooh, you just gave us two totally different lengths, although it is a two-episode premiere. So mm-hmm. maybe the shorter one is just to like, you know, 
it's just an extension of the first. So I don't know. That's one thing I'm nervous about. I hope they don't do short episodes, like mm-hmm. especially because we have what eight. Like we can't afford to do what we did with Kenobi and have really short episodes. Like tell the story, take your time. So that's another thing I'm nervous about. Like give yourself enough time to tell the proper story and do justice to the characters. Don't do too much fan service. Don't try to be something it's not. You know, just focus on the writing, cr- focus on the story, and the rest will come, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have faith in Filoni. I do. I, I totally have faith in him. And I think this will be a good show. Honestly, if you want my honest opinion on what I think the show is going to be, I think it's going to be a solid 7.5 to 8 out of 10. The only reason why I don't think it's going to be higher is it's because it's the first season of a TV show, and those are typically... They're, they're getting their sea legs still. They're still figuring it out, you know? So mm-hmm. it's really hard to, I mean, if it if it was a nine out of 10, great, amazing. I am hopeful that that is the case. But I just think it's it's really hard when you have a new team working on a new show with a new script and new characters and all this stuff that you're developing. It's really hard to make it amazing, but I still think it's gonna be a really strong show. By the way, dude, a 7.5 or an eight is what I'm predicting. Mm-hmm. That's really strong, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's still gonna be very good because Filoni's in charge and he's a Star Wars master. And I think it's going to be the best Star Wars show in the last couple of years, honestly, if, if I had to guess. I think it'll be better than Kenobi. Um, maybe slightly, slightly better than Kenobi. I'm hoping what I really want is it for, for it to blow Kenobi out of the water. Like I, yeah, I am my expectations. I don't want to say are low, but they're controlled. They're yeah, very yeah. like I am right here and I'm like staying right here. If it happens to get above that, great. If it goes lower, then I'm not going to be horribly disappointed. I really want this show to be successful, and I really, really want to like it. Um, but it's it's hard to gauge anything until it actually comes out. <laughs> yeah. So, and also, like, I'm I'm extremely attached to the animated characters, like I've voiced before. Rebels, Clone Wars, like, I loved that. It meant so much to me. There was so much excitement around that when Rebels was airing. It was like some of the best years of my life were like watching yeah. Rebels and being able to talk to other fans about it. It was just such an exciting time. And so to see these characters get like their due diligence is, is weird to me. It's like, oh my gosh, please don't mess it up. They deserve the absolute best. Yeah. Um, basically going into it on Rebels, how do you feel like your knowledge is regarding that show, like going into it? Because obviously like you are expecting a daughter, you don't have as much time, like to actually like delve into that show. But like, how do you feel about your knowledge of rebels going into the show? Cause I've seen Not the whole great. thing and I know that I don't feel great it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel great about it. I haven't been able to watch much. This baby is uh, very time consuming, which is fine. And I'm happy about that. I just haven't had much free time. Uh, it's been crazy with the move and getting this baby stuff in the baby shower and tying things up at work before I go on leave. So it's been mm-hmm. very hard. I haven't really had much time, so I don't feel great about it. And that's the one thing I'm not like, you know, I don't feel uh, strong about you know knowing the backstory of these characters and that makes me nervous that's another thing I'm nervous about is like if it, for this show to be successful you need to be able to speak to the people who haven't watched Rebels though in order mm. so that everyone can enjoy it it can't rely too much on that story it's okay to do it a little bit but you just can't do it too much I think this is one of the problems with Marvel you miss one movie or one TV show the next yep. thing that comes out you're lost you have you're no done. idea what's happening and I don't want that to happen with Star Wars you don't want to get too deep in the lore and, and focus too much on these these other things that are going on. So I'm going to read up on it. I'm going to read some synopses. I know I said I was going to do reaction videos, but I didn't, I don't think many people even wanted to watch those anyways. So, but I, I should have watched more. I just, I truly have not had time. Um, so yeah, I don't feel great. I guess is my short answer. Mm. <laughs> the storyline. <laughs> Uh, is there anything that I can answer for you, like going into it or like give you like general? No, marks? but this, no, see, no, I don't, I think this is actually a good opportunity for content is that I want to go to our review sessions for the show and then we can do questions there in case there's something I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So we can do it as the show progresses, which I think is a good thing to do. Yeah, because basically Ahsoka picks up exactly where Rebels ended, like shot for shot, like in the trailer, yeah. it is picking up with like Sabine with like her short hair, Ahsoka coming back minus a few minor changes that Filoni made. It picks up exactly where season four of Rebels ended. So I, again, I agree with you. I hope they don't like Marvelize this where it's like, oh, you have to have seen like Rebels to understand this show. But I think that it'll, it will mean more for fans like me who have like committed to that. I think that I'll be really rewarded 
as a fan because I'll be like, oh, that character showed up. Oh, my gosh, that Easter egg's there. Oh, my God, I can't believe that that character's going off and doing that. I remember that arc from season two, episode five of Rebels. Like, I think there's going to be a lot in there for fans like me. But I also agree with you. I hope they make it inclusive enough to the point where it's like you could just hop in and you don't really need to have that prior knowledge. Yeah, you just you just got to have quick sentences to explain things. You can't just like the world between worlds thing. You can't just assume everyone knows what that is. Even though most Star Wars fans are going to know what that is, you got to do a quick one liner to explain it. Like that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff is what you need to make the show applicable to and and enjoyable by everyone, which is that's the difference maker. Like you should be able to pick up a show and especially for the first season and go, all right, can I enjoy this as not having watched Star Wars stuff before? Because Ahsoka is a good character. Any, any but men and women can enjoy her. She's cool. She's badass. You know, she's a strong female lead. Rosario Dawson's awesome. There's no reason the show shouldn't be a hit, you know? Um, and, and Star Wars is a cool expanded universe, dude. It's, it's awesome. But you just got to make sure that you're calculated about how you're presenting the story and not alienating mm. anybody. Well, I also think that the audience is going to be, for the most part, Clone Wars and Rebels fans. So, yeah. like, and people are going to shit on me for saying this, by the way. They're going to be like, you call yourself a Star Wars fan? You never watch Rebels? Oh, you don't know who Glup Shitto is? Like, they're going to be mad at me for <laughs> even saying that. And that's fine. You're allowed to be. But I'm just talking from, like, a not total Star Wars is my everything point of view, mm-hmm. which is most people, by the way. <laughs> I don't know everything about it. Um, although I do know more than your average person. Um I, we need to be able to enjoy it without all the the, the yeah. pre context stuff. You can't the marvelization of Star Wars that just can't happen. Um, one other question I wanted to pick your brain about: How did you feel about that ad they released with Hayden Christensen's voiceover? Awesome, it was great. You and I texted about it. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. That's, but... that's hype. That's like the most hype trailer they've had. Um, I can't wait to see the return of him. We're definitely gonna have some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Also, rumors of. Mustafar fight except for Ahsoka being there cool cool stuff there so I think we're going to get a fair bit of Hayden Christensen like a lot of dosages of actually him and not as Vader like we did in Mm -hmm. Kenobi which I'm here for bring him back he's the king I grew up with him amazing and I hope it's not just like sprinkled in here there are more voiceovers and I don't think it's going to be I think they were just kind of teasing us with his voice Mm -hmm. and I think there's going to be a solid portion of him in this show which I am here for what did you dude, think? You were excited about it. You, you I, it's just it's just nostalgic, dude. It's like to hear his voice, but the sentence where he goes, I know you can do this, Ahsoka. It was like a a blend of Matt Lanter and him. It was weird. I was like, oh my God, this is going to yeah. be strange. Are we going to get like a flashback of like him like saying like, ah, oh, you can't do that snips or whatever. Yes, I would like I, lose I 100%, my shit. <laughs> 100% we're going to get something like that, I think. And that's the weird thing about it too. And you hear that because you're right. That's a really good point because we're used to Ahsoka and Anakin it's not Hayden Christensen, obviously. So yeah. like, it, it, he's doing a Clone Wars version of Anakin, which is really cool. And that's like yeah. a stretch opportunity for him as an actor, which I think is awesome. So I'm sure he caught up on all of Rebels and uh, Clone Wars to get prepared for the role. But that'll be really interesting to see. I'm sure there'll be some good fan service moments there. Like, with Dude, some, what, if we, some what if we got that in like the first two episodes? Because people were like, oh, there are some really great cameos in the first two episodes. And I'm like, nah. it would be so sick if the show opened with a flashback of Anakin and Ahsoka. I think I would I would pee myself <laughs> if, if, if the show opened with Anakin and Ahsoka like in a flashback. Yeah, I would. I, I think could I see would that. die. I could see I think that. I would be die. a strong opener. Oh, it'd be so opener. strong. That would or, hook people or, dude, immediately. <laughs> you don't know what's probably going to happen since it's Poloni. An Order 66 opener again. <laughs> no, no, it's a scene with wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's these two wolves meeting and then they turn into Balin Skull and Shin Hadi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Watch it be Order 66. No, dude. Dude, the probability of it opening with Order 66 is actually probably really high because that was such a pivotal moment for Ahsoka is the fact that she left Anakin and then all this shit went down. And so she's probably feeling like guilt like crazy. And I bet you even... will have some, there'll definitely be some Order 66 stuff, but if they opened up with that, it'd be too too predictable, I think. <laughs> I really hope they don't, but I think a killer opening would be having a training scene with Anakin and Ahsoka. I think that that would be so prominent. Yeah, the other the, the other weird thing is that they are marketing the show as Sabine becoming Ahsoka's apprentice. Yep. They totally Did you watch are. that clip with Filoni? Yeah. Where he was like, and now it passes from Anakin to Ahsoka to Sabine and... A lot of people, including myself, were like, 
Uh, okay, well, I guess that came out of nowhere since they barely interacted in Rebels, but all right. Yeah. So I don't really know where his thoughts are with that, but that's fine. I'm open to it. It's just like a little lot of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm here to just let them take creative control as long as it makes sense with the story. Do whatever needs to be done. Do what must be done. <laughs> Do what must be done, Lord Filoni. Well, <laughs> um, this also brings up another interesting thing, because I know we've mentioned it a couple times. We're obviously comparing Ahsoka with Kenobi, because it is a fair comparison, if we're being yes, honest. Yes, it is. Um, Ewan McGregor and Deborah Chow apparently were talking about a Kenobi season two potential. Uh, they're open to it, both of them. Um, rumors at this point, but... You know, we've we've kind of talked about this when Kenobi ended initially. What do you think about that? Season two would have to be about Obi-Wan learning how to manifest himself as a force ghost. And by doing that, season two would have had to have been a potential season one, if I'm making sense with that. I feel like they'd have to do a do-over because season one was such a wreck. And also... They would need to get a different writer team, writing team, and potentially a different director. Because um, hmm. I'm going to be honest, I'm not really clamoring for a season two of Kenobi because I'm almost like I I really feel like you should cut it off. Don't don't yeah, just let it be. Let it be. Don't touch it. Yeah, like, no one's really asking for it, honestly. No, and if they were going to do it, I would want somebody like Filoni to do it so he could tap into the lore of like becoming a force ghost and like what that means and how that process comes about and how like Qui-Gon could teach Obi-Wan to do it and maybe like how the hell Anakin figured it out. Yeah. You know, because like obviously Anakin's a very powerful Jedi. He's Darth Vader, but like did he teach that to himself or did he learn it from somebody else? Like how did he learn to manifest himself as a force ghost? I think that there's a really interesting story there, but I don't know if I necessarily want it after season one of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. Um, unless there's a really good, compelling story, let's not force it, you know? Um, well, it's like I'd want somebody like Dave Filoni behind the scenes because people, like, they love to crap on Dave Filoni sometimes, but he really respects the material and he makes a very, very big effort to understand it. And for that, I can really appreciate him. Like, that's part of the reason why I've been, like, such a big fan is he takes the content very, very seriously and he wants to... Uh, pay homage to it because he respects George Lucas so much. And I think if you gave him a story like that, I think he could tell a very compelling and interesting story. I mean, hell, you even saw it in the Clone Wars when Yoda was trying to learn how to preserve his life force. He sought out Qui-Gon. He heard the voice of Qui-Gon. Yeah. And I think... I think Dave Filoni could do it. I just don't know if it would be as compelling as if it was a season one story, you know? Yeah. I think you're right. I think you just gotta be very careful. Um... And you got to have different creative control with not too many people involved, which is, I think, what happened with the first season. And then just commit. I don't think they really fully committed with the first Mm -hmm. season. I think they were just Um, like, let's pump content out. And the second you start making content, I think you lose yourself. You know, it's not because they wanted to tell a really compelling story and they had something to say. I think it was literally just, hey, people like Obi-Wan, so if we push content out about him, they'll watch it and we'll make more money. I don't think that they told the story because they felt it really needed to be told. Hmm. nobody's talked that much about Kenobi since it aired. See, I think it did need to be told. I think that's such an interesting era of time is between Order 66 and A New Hope. That is a story that No, no, I meant the story that they went with. No, that's what I was, if you let me finish, that's what I was going to say is the story that they ended up doing was not the, was not what we needed. It was, that that was (laughs) an era that needed to be told. I just don't think they told it in the best storytelling way and that's you Mm -hmm. know what that's it is what it is but i don't think season two is necessary right now i think let's focus on new stuff if we can ahsoka also while we're on topic of new things jedi survivor like really interesting story really interesting characters super star warsy i don't know if you um i finished the game um of course you did just yeah (laughs) of course i did well we didn't have time to to do this and i knew ahsoka was coming out um, but I'm happy to keep playing it. Have you watched any of it at all or no? Um, I watched a couple cutscenes. I know what happens to certain characters. I know plot points. Okay, let's put it this way. I know the story plot points. I've seen a couple of scenes. I haven't watched the thing as a whole, but I am very aware of how the game ends. Okay. So maybe we maybe we keep doing that, play some more stuff through, because there's a couple moments in there, and there's a couple moments in the game that are 
amazing. Um, like a couple moments where I'm like, Ooh, Melissa would love this. I wish I was like w with her right now. Cause it was like funny or just good star Wars stuff. Like there's a couple moments in the game where you get uh different lightsaber types and stuff, which are really mm. cool, you know, and the fighting styles are really dope. And you know, some of the characters that are in there and it's, it's, it's I, to be honest, like my review of the game, having finished it is it's not as good as the first. I don't think in terms of the story, I think the, the second game, and you'll see this as we, as we watch some of the more of the cutscenes together, it's choppy and it just progresses too fast in some areas and they don't explore some characters enough for it to, to make sense down the line. Um, but it is still a very fun game to play. Um, Bode just for me, <laughs> Bode, we don't love Bode's Bode sucks. Um, but compared to the first game, I thought the first game was just executed much better. The story was like, I thought pretty much flawless um, and just really interesting. And I think, continue to focus on that continue telling good stories with these new characters like something like that is what they should have done with mm -hmm. the sequels you know i mm. thought they put so much care and love into that first game and the second game too was good i just think the first one's better i think the second one fell short in a couple ways i don't think the the game playing experience and some of the planets is as good it's not as explorable like there's one planet that you can explore forever and then there's another one that you can kind of explore and then there's the rest of the planets you can't there's not much to be seen there um so that's my little mini review of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, overall it was a good game, but I think it's a it's a great, he's an interesting character. Cal's an interesting character. Grease is a good character. Seer is a good character. Marin is an okay character. I'm not totally sold on her. Um, and Bode is a, a shithead. And then there's people like these side characters like Ravis, which he's in that movie that you saw. He's he's an interesting guy. I just, they didn't, they didn't do him justice or Dagen Gera whole old republic thing or the high republic thing whatever it was yeah. i'm like not it's fleshed almost out enough. like they like threw it in there for the marketing purpose of like hey guys you know how the high republic's a thing you guys should go read all those books i feel like that's why they threw like that yeah well also there. the senator that level that we played together that guy from utapau um, oh yeah with the amazing it, voice th yeah they um they made it seem like he was going to be the main bad guy in the game when you saw the trailers yeah, they and really he, did he, he dies in the first level and you're like Oh, that's a bummer because he looked so cool and bad and like good. And there, that's that's the other thing is there was no like, it didn't feel like there was a really good overarching story. I mean, they have this whole Tantalor thing, which is I don't know to me it just wasn't that compelling. But um, there was just less of a focus on the Empire, which I, was on purpose, I guess. But still, to me, them being in so much power, the Empire being in so much power, is one of the more interesting elements of this time period between Order sixty six mm -hmm. and A New Hope and. They didn't really explore that. They mentioned the Emperor and turning the Jedi Temple into a palace. I wish we could have seen some of that or like more of that, you know. Yeah, maybe um, like. But the game just the game just fell short for me in a couple storytelling elements. But the playing experience is it's a very fun game. It's I'm not going to lie there, and the customization is great. Um, but yeah, we can we can play more at some point if you didn't want to today. No, we can we can play some today. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing that at all. Um, yeah, I like the first game. I love. I haven't like finished the entire gameplay, but I know about like the relationship between like Cal and Marin, and then I know what happens to Sarah, and then I know what happens with stupid Bodkatan. God, he's such a hammy. I almost feel like he's a little bit gimmicky. Speaking of gimmicks, yeah. I feel like there's a bit of a gimmick to him. Um, I haven't watched through the entire gameplay, so obviously I can't speak to some of the things that you're talking about. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind playing it. It's just kind of like a fun background thing to do as we talk. And then watching those cutscenes. Yeah, I mean, um, I also wanted to get through it too, just to like quickly play the uh, story and like know what's coming because it is hard to like sit, honestly sit here and play while I'm trying to concentrate on like mm -hmm. what I'm doing. So so bad at it, but at least I know what's going on with the game now. When you um, died six times fighting the the seventh sister, or whatever name it yeah. who was, ninth. I ninth don't know. Sister, There's so many yeah. sisters. There's yeah. so many sisters. Actually, dude, there's so many of them in the uh, in Star Wars Rebels because that's where, like, the Inquisitors, like, came from was Star Wars Rebels. Um, yeah. Actually, dude, there's so many in there. Yeah. Yeah, we got to There's a lot. That. We don't have to play today if you don't want, but uh, maybe we do it sometime tomorrow or something and we can try to skip through some of the stories so you can see some of the details because there is some good stuff in there. Like, there's some cool elements and, like, some of the gameplay stuff is funny and fun and it's a good game. I just – it also, like – didn't take me that long to beat it was kind of short and that's why i felt like the story was a little choppy like it didn't feel as cohesive Wait, as the first one what's the last scene of the game 
he is uh spoiler alert he is uh burning the bodies of his friends and the force theme comes on i believe is what's going on there or maybe there's a scene that comes on right after that uh well is what's his face really his friend uh grease oh no he's with uh he's with kata or something Oh, yeah, he the gives daughter? Kata, he gives Kata, yeah, he gives Bode's daughter, like, a gift thing, and then he's on Hey, Cannibal. sorry that I killed your dad. Dude, that was so weird. Yeah, sorry, spoiler alert real quick, but, like, a couple <laughs> rants here. Bode's the bad guy, which I thought was, like, just a very uninteresting plot point. Oh, another Jedi survived Order 66 yeah. and he became a spy. I think the element of him being a spy is cool, but him being a Jedi is not. Um, he has a daughter, which we don't even know is real until three-fourths of the way through the game. And then, well, they could also have made it like just brutally kills him in front of her. Yeah, and it's like, hey, we're friends. Come party with us. And she's like, okay, <laughs> what? Like that to me is weird, dude. Maybe maybe a vengeance story in the third of the trilogy. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. They know. are making a third one, as far as I know. I think they are already in development for it. But um, just weird that like they killed her dad in front of her, and she seemed to have a good relationship with him. And I don't know. Wait, does Grease die? No. Okay, Grease no. doesn't die, but Sarah dies and Bode dies, right? Those are the only Bode two? Bode dies, Deer dies. Um, so yeah, major spoiler alert. Sorry, we already told you spoiler alert. But there's a part in the game, too, where you play as Seer, which is a really cool part. So you get to play as Seer The game has also been level. out, so if you guys yeah. haven't seen these spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So you get to play as Seer for a bit, which is cool. But then she, like, is going toe-to-toe with Vader and, like, making oh, him yeah. look like an idiot. and. Look, I know I've been on the Reddit threads about this. People are like, why are you comp- complaining that they nerfed Vader? Like, he still beat her. I'm like, yeah, but dude, she gave him such a run for his money. And like, I don't think that would happen. That's like the same thing as, as Obi-Wan. Like, she he barely won because of one move at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, it should have been more like she put up a fight, but he still destroyed her. Like, she fought with yeah. all her might and he still is just too powerful. That's how I think it should have played out. I thought that scene really cheapened Vader's character, honestly. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. the way they portrayed him in this game. Also, he shows up out of nowhere. There was no build up to him coming in. He yeah. just kind of shows up in the thing. And you're like, oh, I wasn't, okay. Like, in the first game when he comes in, you're like, I wasn't expecting it. And it makes perfect sense because they're in Fortress Inquisitorious. <laughs> the second game, they're like invading their place on Jeddah. Which is a cool planet, by the way. I'm glad they incorporated that. But then he just shows up after the Imperials like storm the base, and I just I don't know. I didn't really love the incorporation of. of it just Vader wasn't into the like game. a beat to beat story yet. It just did not no. make. A Dude, lot of sense. I mean, think about it. They have the stuff with Ravis. They have the stuff with Dagangara. They have the stuff with Seer. They have the stuff with, uh, you know, Cordova, who mm-hmm. also he's the other one who dies. Oh yeah, that's right. They and, find out he's alive, and then they kill him. Yeah, which, both disappointing. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly and then um another jedi that survived order 66 by the way doesn't he and shoot then, him uh, yeah he shoots him a couple times pretty brutally um and then vader's there and then they mention like there's just a bunch of things i don't think they explored enough i think coruscant should have been a larger level to play there's it's not a very big level you can't really explore a ton there and i think they should have had more more of the game on that planet <laughs> incorporated more in my opinion more stuff like with the Jedi temple would have been cool since they mentioned it at the beginning and you see it, it's in the first shot. It's on the the loading screen of the game. So you would think, Oh, maybe we're going to be on Jedi temple. It's literally the load. I'll pull it up right now. It's literally the, uh, the screen that you load the game on. I think it's a good game. I would give it a solid, like seven, four out of 10. It mm. wasn't excellent. It wasn't like the best game I've ever played. I don't, I didn't have the same, experience as i did with the first one the first one i thought was like one of the best star wars games ever uh, and you people can shit on me for that all they want but i really loved the first game this one was fun it was good it was a solid game it just the story wasn't as cohesive it just felt a little bit more thrown together and not as fleshed out so that's my thought well cal and marin are an item now aren't they yep they have a kiss scene which is disgusting and cringe uh <laughs> It's pretty cringe. Their relationship is cringy, dude. <laughs> it's a little... I think Grease, honestly, funny enough, Grease is a fantastic Star Wars character. Like, he is, he embodies 
goofy Star Wars character, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> like Grease. Have you seen those compilations also, of, like, like people putting yeah. together compilations of, like, Grease putting on the salt, but they're, like, zooming on his face as he's pouring salt and, like, looking at the other characters? Yeah. It's, like, some of my favorite Star Grease Wars edits are of Grease. <laughs> so he's a great character. Like, his writing is great. The voice actor is fantastic. The design of him, he's just great. BD1 is fantastic. Like the way him and Cal interact, he's like his little dog, like pet thing. It's mm-hmm. it's very cute. It's very well done. He's an integral part of the game. Uh, it's just a it's a good. He's a good character to have. It's a good. It's a really interesting sidekick droid. Seer, I think, is kind of worthless in this game. Like you don't really see her that much, and she's all like moody and like tattooed and bald. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. She doesn't really add um, value. No, and Bode is just like. He's the boxy douche. Uh, Dude, his voice acting, I think, is also incredibly cheesy. Like, and maybe that's the contrast of his voice with the way he looks. But, like, I almost feel inclined not to take him seriously in, like, the way that they've presented him. Because they've presented him as we have so lovingly called him, like, a frat boy. Mm -hmm. But also, he's, like, full of, like, really bad quippy one-liners. Like, hey, Cal. Are you going to join the party or like, hey, is this yeah. our first date? Like, make wasn't like, expecting this kind of ride out of here. Yeah, yeah like yeah. really dumb, stupid dialogue that almost begs you not to take the character seriously. Yeah. But then now every Jedi survives. So like the twist of him like being a Jedi isn't really that big of a twist at all. Yeah. And I mean, it's just not that interesting. And, uh, you know, him being motivated because he's a dad. I get that. Like, that's fine. That's cool. Whatever. But like, I don't know. Just... Him being the bad guy, he's just too corny. I don't think it was – the way they wrote his character I don't think was was the best. And also while we're on that topic, like Cal in this game also was just seemed – he just seemed very corny. A lot of his lines, the way they presented him. Like to me, what would have been cool is one of the things you can do is you can give him like long hair and a beard. I think he should have had both of those. Like – long beard, long hair, like I'm more hardened. I'm like, I've been working for Saw Gerrera. Make him seem like more of a badass. And you, they kind of do that. I, there's a couple mm-hmm. decisions they made where he's a little bit more ruthless, like when he shoots Bode twice. And there's a couple mm-hmm. other scenes in the movies. The way he kills stormtroopers is like, the animations there are awesome. So that's another positive about the game. Um, but uh, I just thought like his relationship with Marin was kind of corny. And like, he's very much like, where's the weight of the world on his shoulders? Like everything's such a huge deal, you know, <laughs> like uh-huh. it just seems kind of immature in some ways where I don't think the character would be that way. I think he'd be like much more refined if I, if I'm making sense here, but we can talk about it more. We'll do a playthrough maybe if you're around tomorrow morning or something. Sure. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be game. Um, yeah, I like I, I like those characters um, a lot. Um, I obviously haven't finished the game, so maybe I'll just go through and I'll watch the gameplay. But I've, I feel like your criticisms are valid. I do know a lot of the scenes that you're talking about, but um, it would have been cool had they kind of transformed Cal from like this innocent, more wide-eyed kid into this very hardened soldier that's almost unrecognizable yeah. from the first Dude, game he works, and then for, at the he works end, for saw guerrera yeah who's an extremist and that would kind yes. of have an effect on him so i wonder like how does a guy who was a jedi for so much of his life like meant to be a peacekeeper work for somebody like saw guerrera and still not really use like that lose that that peacekeeping aspect and i guess he kind of does in the way that he kills people in the game but it would have just been like a little bit better to establish that more like in his look or the way that he treats other characters like maybe he's a little colder towards Grease or he cuts Mm. off his relationship with Marin and Marin's like mad at him for that she's like fine I'm gonna go off and do my own thing and then maybe they have to like reconcile that Mm. you know and they kind of touch on those ideas in the game like in their relationship a little bit because she leaves because she wants to explore right like that's her reason for leaving it she's like I don't know anything about the world right yeah but they don't explain that great either they're just like oh Seer and Marin are missing and then they he like mentions it a couple times as you're running around but yeah he's like she's just exploring the universe and you're like what like they don't go through the they're like the breakup of the group well enough in my opinion. I know it Grease explains great. it and they have a couple flashbacks, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't think it was just I felt kind of lost in some parts of the game. But look, don't watch the scenes. We'll, let's do it together. And so I want to see there I want to be there to see some of these scenes and we can I'll just play only through the story and we'll just go quick and we'll just try okay. to, to play it through. We can do that. Okay. We can do that. We but um that. let's uh let's wrap this up. Um do Ahsoka's have, coming out. Yeah, what? I was like do you have any cuz the next time I, I guess that we're going to 
well, we'll talk to each other tomorrow, but I guess like on Tuesday. Oh, did you know that the episodes are premiering on um, Tuesday night? So it's going to come out like 6 p.m. your time, 9 p.m. mine. No, but that's good. They took some of my advice. That's great. No more midnights. <laughs> no more midnight premieres. That's going to be 6 p.m. you, 9 p.m. mine. So I don't know how I'm going to do reaction videos. So I'll, maybe I'll do them at 9 after I've showered. It'll be makeup list Melissa, but whatever. But yeah, I guess I guess it comes out on Tuesday. Do you have any like final thoughts like before the show comes out or any like do you think um, do you think the show is going to be well received? Do you think people are going to watch it? I know that the numbers for Disney Plus have kind of dwindled in regards to like everything, especially Star Wars right now. Like, do you think the numbers are going to be higher? Do you think they're going to be on the low side or? I think they'll be on the lower side just because people don't really know what the show is, which is why it's so important to have a really good first two episodes. They've done good mm-hmm. marketing. The, the the billboards in LA are really cool. They have like Ahsoka lightsabers that light up on the billboards and they're all over the place. They're really cool. So it's just going to depend on how people talk about the, the show, I think. I don't think it's going to be watched like a ton on that those that first day, but I think over the course of the week it might be if it's really good episodes and if people are talking about it. Mm. But she's just not a well-known enough character, I don't think. But I think just based on the fact that it's Star Wars, it'll still get good viewership. Um, just not amazing. It's not going to be like Mandalorian season two or three, you know? Mm. I think it's going to take a while for people to be like, oh, this is a dope character. So um, I don't think there's like hype for it from your average person. But I think people will tune in after other people start talking about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Yeah. Um, well, I am your Star Wars Rebels resource. Okay. So if we happen to get into this or if you have any questions, hit me up on this. I've got a lot of like excited but incredibly nervous anxiety regarding the show. I love Dave Filoni's writing. I think I'm just apprehensive because of corporate meddling. Yeah. I think that's probably my biggest concern going into the show. I think the performances are really going to make or break it for me, particularly Rosario Dawson. But after watching that clip and like hearing Hera speak, like I saw Hera and I saw Soka for a brief few seconds. And I was like, oh my gosh, like if they can nail this, this could be some of like the best Star Wars ever made. Um, so I have faith. But once again, keeping that faith very, very, very tempered with expectations. In Filoni, we trust but temper the expectations. I've been following Dave's work for a long time now, and the animated shows mean so much to me. So I only want to see this show be as successful as it possibly can be. Um, Likewise. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of great potential here. The the moment I see Hayden as Clone Wars Anakin, I think I'll probably lose myself. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Rightfully so. so. Um, Well, guys, tell us what you think. What, what What do our viewers think? We've been kind of like not posting a lot lately, but hopefully you're still watching. So if you are, please comment below and let us know what you guys think um, or what you guys think the show will be like or how it will be received, what you're excited for, what you're not so excited for, what you're nervous about. Let us know in the comments below. Um, Also, don't forget, like, subscribe, tell your friends, buy some merch, do all the fun, nice stuff. And we are going to be ramping up really quick with more Ahsoka reaction videos. And you guys don't want to miss that. So you guys want to make sure you like and subscribe and stay in tune with what's going on with the channel, with Melissa and myself. And maybe if I'm going to be around a lot when the baby comes, I don't know, maybe not. But either way, Melissa's going to be here at the very least doing her wonderful reaction videos. And I'm going to try my best too as well. But the baby's due in uh, three weeks. So we'll see what happens with uh, with me. Um, but yeah, guys, that's it for the show today. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on another Star Wars podcast. We will Goodbye. see you guys later.